FinTech Hunting is hosted by Michael Hammett, JD, CMT, keynote speaker, author, and founder and president of Next Level Advisors. Join Michael as he seeks out tech visionaries, leading lenders, trailblazing executives, and other financial influencers to bring you actionable insights and lead generation tactics, all centered around industry greatness and success. We would like to thank our 2022 FinTech Hunting Sponsors, Encelerate, Equifax, WFG Enterprise Solutions, CoreLogic, BeSmarty, Anomaly Squared, SourcePoint, Total Expert, and Next Level Advisors. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a new episode of the FinTech Hunting Podcast. We have a very special episode to you for you today. We're coming live from Nashville, Tennessee at the MBA Annual Conference. We don't have one, we have two amazing guests. Our first one is a serial entrepreneur. He's got a wealth of mortgage knowledge and expertise. Buck Collins, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. It is great to have you. And then we have a regular from the podcast. He actually helped create the name of FinTech Hunting Podcast. He is frequently on the show. He's one of the most listened to episodes. Please help me welcome Eric Huila. Eric, it's great to have you here at the show. Thanks, Mike. I appreciate it, man. It's always fun. It's always fun. It is always fun, and we have a great time. It's great to be here in Nashville. But more importantly, there's a ton going on in the industry, right? So before we dive into what you guys do, Eric, how you guys are partnering together, let's talk a little bit about market conditions, some of the impressions, some of the things you're hearing from people here at the MBA conference, and then we'll dive even deeper. Buck, why don't we start with you? Yeah, absolutely. I think kind of the uh, the flavor du jour is, is all around the compression of the pipeline, right? And uh, you know, people dealing with uh, what you know whatever product type it would be, you know, having somewhere between twenty to fifty percent down year over year volumes, which is you know very difficult. And so people, I think, are really trying to figure out ways in which to maximize uh, that type of environment for their organizations. Couldn't agree more, Eric. What yeah. are your some some of your observations? No, I mean the same thing. I mean, just double click down a little bit into it. You know, Helox obviously a big one. Yep. There's a yep. little bit of movement there, but that's obviously how you augment your pipeline. That's how you attract those borrowers that you may not have had before, and kind of expand what you're trying to offer, uh, you know, to that borrower community. But um, yeah, but still, it's tough. You know, it's tough. It's it's you know, people are still a little bit hesitant to tap into that equity, but it's yep. starting to grow. But um, that's a that's definitely a thing that's getting a lot of traction, uh, especially here in MBA, so. And the arm, all of a sudden, the and, arm, arm is the, is the and, product is your That's right, yeah. that's right. Well, you're gonna see the arms, you're gonna see some yeah. more exotics. Yeah. Yeah. Three, yeah. two, one, buy downs. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I, I think, you know, at least some of my initial, you know, perceptions of what's going on is, you've gotta take a step back and historically look at it. We're mm -hmm. still gonna close over $2 trillion yeah. worth of loans. Right. Yeah. There is still a lot of business there. I think where people are struggling and, Jonathan Kaur, former you know CEO of LE, may used to say this all the time: the mortgage industry has a propensity for using human spackle. Mm -hmm. When there's tons of volumes, throw a lot of people at it. Mm -hmm. When things slow up, then unfortunately you see a lot of cuts. And I, I'm hoping as we yeah. talk about technology on the show, mm -hmm. what are some of the ways that we can kind of stabilize that and use technology to leverage mm -hmm. that huge roller coaster and avoid some of those dips? So, Buck, let's start talking a little bit, dive a little bit deeper first. Tell our audience, who are you with? What are you guys doing? You're the CEO, you're a co-founder. Give us a little bit of your background first, 
And then we'll get into the which partnership is, and everything very else. Interesting. You have a very bad <laughs> guy. Yeah, yeah. We were talking about that a little bit before we started. We might actually have to have beers after this. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Maybe not right now because it's yeah. 9 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah. I'm not here to judge. <laughs> yeah, no, I have, I have an incredibly unorthodox background. Uh, you know, I didn't start my career in mortgage. I was actually a retired professional ballet dancer. And I was recruited out of American Ballet Theater to come over to the mortgage space by a market pioneer named Lou Ranieri. Mm -hmm. And uh, very, very grateful for, for him identifying me as talent and pulling me over and which really giving me uh, an education that uh, is pretty unparalleled, right? Very, very blessed sure. from that perspective. And uh, you know, from 2006 to 2020, I had the ability to work with Lou and uh, you know, just seeing all of the market conditions that happened, you know, going from a roaring market to an absolute trough uh, in the Great Recession, mm -hmm. and then coming out of there, how we were building back in challenging rate environments. You know, specifically, you know, when you're dealing with treasuries that you know, basically you know, are a point, right? And lending off of that and trying to, you know, and I think that's the biggest problem right now with what we're doing is you know, we're trying to create an economy, we're trying to orient ourselves off of a historic of 10 years, which is really not what has been typical in terms of our lending standards, right? That's right. That's Between right. quantitative easing, uh, you know, in terms of all the treasury buying and buying of mortgage-backed securities, you know, you really had this artificial environment. Mm -hmm. And so now I think, you know, to your point, you know, now we're, we're tampering all that and now we're coming into this new market as well as with the pandemic of the previous two years, you know, a lot of that product was stripped out in a very contracted period of time. Mm -hmm. So so from a background perspective, you know, it was, it was great to, to really kind of see all that, you know, next to one of the titans of the industry uh, and, uh, you know, really have that firsthand view. And what gave me a real good view into seeing kind of all of the the, the deficiencies with being an investor from a post-close perspective, right? Yep. Your, your hardest abilities in which to get data, uh, you know, and understand what data is true and what data is not true. Mm -hmm. uh, most likely, you know, it's not true. And so then you have to, you have to, you know. You Whether have to, it be malicious or not. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Right. So you just become like Agatha Christie here and, you yeah. know, what, what is and what is not, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and to your point, you know, no matter if you're an originator or if you're a service or you're an investor, you scale up in which to try to tackle these market issues, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, and so, uh, you know, what we're doing here at Plus is that, you know, we decided to create this, you know, this, this asset management platform for the market in which to be able to aggregate their data, be able to true up their data, and be able to transact in a much less frictionless environment. So that, that's what Plus is, yeah. And it's Plus Platform. Yeah, Plus Platform, founded in, in uh, 2020. And uh, we did a lot of uh, wood chopping, and then we did our, our first build, and uh, our initial release came out this past August. and. We were very fortunate to be uh, identified right. by ICE and uh, you know invited to become a partner. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, excellent. Recently launched. Yeah. Recently so Eric, launched. let's yeah. talk a little bit about that. Everyone knows your background. You're a thought yeah. leader. You're a great networker. You've been in the industry for a long time. Tech evangelist. So I don't have to go on and on about that. So talk to us about why is this partnership important and what are some of the key elements yeah. of this partnership? Well, I mean, you know, the, the big thing is just from a strategy perspective that that ICE has, it's like. And I'm going to say something that's a little bit controversial. Hopefully, not a lot of my colleagues will hear this. But you know, we, we do a lot of things, right? But you know, people may not like everything that we do, right? And uh, you know, there's a requirement out there, and our customers drive it out to have partners like us to kind of plug into that help round out kind of the entire experience, right? Because yep. there, there's expertise there, right? I mean, there's I mean, I could sit here and try and like talk, but I can't do it, right? Um, You've know, made that very clear. I've made that. I've made that. I've made that. that, that yeah. That's very, very clear, right? But, um, but we, but we need to have those kinds of relationships so that we can round out the entire experience, right? Because there is a lot of deficiencies in it, right? I mean, I was on the origination side. I was on the retail side. So, my glimpse into that secondary capital markets area was 
from afar, right? I mean, I knew how to like rate rate lots work. I was I was originator during 2007 in July when I was watching my rate lots go from 30 days to 75 days and blowing lots like crazy. Yeah. But it wasn't a lot of fun. It wasn't a lot of fun. <laughs> Um, but that was like my exposure to it at the time. And now, you know, forming partnerships like Plus is, is helps us round out the entire experience because that's what customers want. They want they want options and they want kind of best of breed type type technology. So that's why we're excited to do it. So. Outstanding. So let's start talking, you know, let's dive a little bit deeper into some of the topics. So we look at post-closing. What are some of the lifts? What are some of the areas on the origination side when we talk post-closing that you guys can help and this partnership can help further the cause. Yeah, absolutely. One of the places that you know Encompass and Plus comes together beautifully on is the ability to work together to transfer the data in its totality with all of the docs as well as the standard data sets, the MIS-134, the ULDD, the UCD, being able to grab all of that those data and docs, be able to port it over to that post-close environment and to be able to keep them together. Today, the industry basically takes all this beautiful data out of Encompass and pushes it right into Excel sheets and then tries to proactively manage it from there. Mm -hmm. But you know, the big problem is, is that, you know, you have these incredible platforms, but you also have human error in those incredible platforms, right? Mm -hmm. So what we can do together in our relationship is be able to take all of that data from Encompass in that perfect state and be able to run a quality control process around it and be able to flag manufacturing errors, the fat finger, right, mm -hmm. that comes out yep. downstream. And being able to identify those is fantastic for the originator. Not only does it, you know, really mitigate their legal risk and a downstream effect, but additionally, you know, when you're able to produce cleaner docs and sell them out to the market, you reduce the friction around it. So hence, you as an originator will be by definition getting premiums. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Eric, anything you want to add on that front? Yeah, I mean, so, you know, obviously I came from the capsule side of things, so the, the data thing is very interesting uh, for me personally, but uh, we used to have this thing, this concept called automation quality data, right? And to your point, right, there's there's sources coming, it's all at it from the origination side, right? There's data comes in in all kinds of forms and, and sizes, right? It comes in off of an image, it comes in off of a different service that you're related to, it comes in off of me talking to somebody, typing it into the LOS, whatever, and... Uh, uh, that automation quality data has been difficult to get to because there's so many sources and trying to standardize and rationalize it is a key component. Once you do that and harness that, that's what drives the automation piece. Because if you just like pump data in, like to your point, all you're doing is making a bad process worse. Works. Exactly. exactly. So you have to kind of perfect that, that data and get it to that automation quality state, which then drives kind of the, the engines on the other side. So that's a big, that's a big part, uh, again, why we're kind of partnering as well, because you know, the data is only as good as it comes in and you have to have somebody there to either review it or whatever. And if you can automate those cases and get to that automation quality, that's where you start driving. And the last thing you want to do is when you have finally have that data on the origination side, then to parse it out and throw it into spreadsheets. Yep. Yeah. Kind of start that whole process again. Yeah. So if you can have that platform yeah. and it's right. automated and that clean data is seamlessly yeah. flowing mm -hmm. through, now you have much higher loan quality mm -hmm. and a much better product for the market and the investor base. Absolutely. One of the, I mean, one of the biggest problems in the post-close world is data and file degradation, mm -hmm. right? And you know, you're looking at your initial transfers. You have massive losses—not massive losses, but we'll say you know, like essentially a six to ten percent loss can occur at that point. But we're talking to friends in the industries that are dealing with downstream when you're about three years out, and their their degradation rates are in the low twenties, right? That's a lot of data and docs that you're missing, right? Absolutely. And when you think about all the interactions that happen on a loan and the absolute need in which to be able to to aggregate them and to keep together and to port throughout the term of the loan all of this information, 
you know, when you're selling this risk downstream, you're mitigating so much legal risk for yourself, being able to show all the math of all the decisioning that's happened upstream, right? And it's very important in this world we live in today. Yeah, I think it's also important that, you know, you make a good point, like, it's one thing to go and purchase that loan as a corresponding yeah. investor, right? It's another thing to carry the life of that loan yeah. and the that's things right. that happen, because people kind of forget, like, things can also happen after closing, and, and they mostly do. <laughs> Mortgage is right. like this, is, is, is people are very focused on, on the front end of it, which That's they right. should be in terms of, of the quality of, of the product. Right. But it's like having a baby, mm -hmm. right? And so, you know, you're pregnant, you give birth, and then mortgage today is kind of like, let's take this baby and put it out in the woods and let it become feral. <laughs> <laughs> we're saying, well, well maybe, maybe you should. Maybe, maybe we shouldn't should, do that. Maybe you should take probably it to not really a good idea yeah. there. You know, or, or send it to school a bit, <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> make sure that it goes, let's say, but, you know, maybe after 30 years, but yeah, good yeah. 22. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, it's very important, right? I mean, it, it's uh, we live in a world today where we, where we have so much advance in in technology that we can really now for you know really for the first time you know the, the big, biggest driver is cloud computing, right? Making that that processing power and that you know continuity for development so much faster and bigger really allows a lot more participants to come into the market and really you know be mm -hmm. part of the conversation. Yeah. So now let's switch gears a little. Sure. We're talking about going downstream. Let's talk about. What are some of the lifts? What are some of the advantages when you get to the whole loan investor? When you get to the servicing side of it? Oh, I mean, so one of the one of the the, the core tenets of Plus is we are a singular instance of a loan. So all market participants that sit around that loan, whether you're the primary position or you're a vendor that mm -hmm. sits around it, yep. all is working into a singular instance of it. So you now do not need to worry about data versioning. You know, was it use this one? No, this is the final. No, final, final, final. final right. you know, I mean, we've all come across those Excel sheets, right? <laughs> so having that singular place where you can permission people in to see components of it, right? Instead of doing, you know, I need to carve this out of my data warehouse. I need to send it downstream. They need to send that back to me. And what version was that, right? And we're really eliminating that. We're creating a, a centralized place for the investor to basically aggregate all of their vendors into. So we're saying no more going out into all the, the you know the, the, the platforms that have to sit around you just because there was no other you know core platform at the time. We're just reversing that workflow. Excellent. Eric, anything you want to add on that front? No, I mean it's 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 touching the entire experience, right? To you know, for a long time, Ellie Ellie May's always been on kind of the front end of the experience, right? right. So now as we bring in simple file and MERS into yeah, the fold, yeah. we're starting to expand that, that portfolio and that reach into those areas and partnerships like this is key to rounding out that entire experience. I mean, the days of the spreadsheet are hopefully gone. Yeah, I don't, yeah. right, yeah. it may not have been right away, but, yeah, yeah, <laughs> but it's yeah. definitely, well, yeah. definitely going to chip away. You talk sure. about fat fingers on yeah, a loan yeah, file yeah. and Excel spreadsheets, yeah. I found it's yeah. ton times oh, yeah. worse. Mm -hmm. Or people falling down on, on their duties, right? When you talk right. about right. MERS, right? You know, yeah. pre-crisis, you know, crisis of 2008, you know, people weren't exactly you know, on the ball in the way that they should have been in terms right. of reporting to MERS. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, we really kind of uh, corrected that post that crisis from 2012 mm -hmm. forward. But this last spring, we saw that people were starting to fall down again. Mm -hmm. So here at Plus, what we're doing is, is you're creating that ability to have automatic reporting go up to MERS. Mm -hmm. So therefore, MERS is always in sync with the loan, and the loan is always in sync with MERS. 
I think is very important yeah. for the economy, right? Really right. To, to that point, really create that cohesiveness That's right. uh, with all the platforms. That, that, that transparency that the market requires. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. absolutely. For sure. Well, and you have then a much more valuable portfolio if people understand the quality of yeah. it all the way through uh, the process. Yeah. I'm, absolutely, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, good. Go ahead. No, I was, and then be able to take all of that data and then be able to assume more data to That's it, right. Right? right? To be even further validated, right? That's to right. understand, you know, the borrower is, you know, trending up, they're trending down. Do you need to get in there to help them, yep. right? You know, no one wants to see someone go into default, right? So if you can get in there with a forbearance program or a mod and say, hey, listen, I'll extend you out by three or six months, right? To the term of the loan versus having you fall down you that's as right. an investor from from a selfish standpoint want that because you're performing loan that's right, right. yeah that's right right and then you're also not paper, not yeah <laughs> but at the end of the day you have to remember mortgages are people right? that's they're right. families that's right exactly. they're, they're people that get up every morning and and you know you really have we have to do you know the best for them because you know they do the majority of them do the best for us yeah it's funny because i think i'm gonna get way over my skis here but yeah. <laughs> i mean you get a two two and a half percent mortgage you're the propensity to refinance is that. So that servicing yeah. portfolio is elastic here. So these yeah. types of automation, the quality in there, like that performing loan portfolio has to be very, very consistent. Uh, it's probably not going to go, you know, much farther than where it is today. You'll, I mean, you'll get churn. People have life-changing events, events and they'll buy new yeah. houses yep. and other cases, yeah. but yeah. it's going to be a fairly sticky servicing portfolio you know, well into the future. So. 100%, like could not agree more. In terms of the rate environment of today, I mean, from a refi perspective, or yeah, I mean, from a HELOC perspective, it, it's, uh, I think the American consumer, you know, we, we're looking at very interesting times right now. Mm -hmm. that's, a, that's a Chinese curse. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. and, and right now it, it, it really is this place where, you know, the American consumer, uh, you know, I think Michael Burry, I don't know if that's a citable source, sure. but, but yeah, I'm gonna yeah. cite him, yeah. right? You know, we saved as a, as a as population $6.5 trillion during the pandemic. And from that $6.5 trillion, we have something like $580 billion left from the American consumer standpoint. We are at 2008 levels in terms of savings, right? Wow. So it goes back to that Capital One commercial, what's in your wallet, well, it, yeah, yep. right? Yeah. And you know, we can talk about these macro events and how we can change it from Washington or New York, right? Mm -hmm. But the truth of it is, is it's a hyper-local level, mm -hmm. right? And it really is, what can you afford? And when someone's in a two and a half or a 3% mortgage, you know, switching that up to a you know a seven is not something that's definitely you know it, it's it's not appetizing to them. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, yeah, for sure. Well, you guys have a wealth of knowledge. We could sit here and yeah. talk for hours on end. I know we're here at the MBA. There's a lot of meetings, a lot of other appointments. If somebody wants to find out more, what what's the best way they can get a hold of you? Yeah, absolutely. Go to plusplatform.io, uh, and uh, there you can you know get a demo. You can contact us, and we'd love to hear from you. Eric, what's the best way of people to get a hold of you here at MBA? I don't know if you want to put a Visit plug in for experience. experience. Yeah, we've got, well, number one, we've got booth. We got the booth um, here at MBA. You can't miss it. It's got a big, giant, nice logo on the top of it. And then uh, we're definitely in the throes of experience planning for, for 23. So it's February 28th to March 1st or 2nd. So we'll see you there. Yeah, hey, it's, I hope so. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's going to be a good one. It's a lot of work, but it's, uh, it's going to be a really good event. So We are looking forward to that. I can't thank the two of you enough. Thank you so much for being guests on this episode of the FinTech Hunting Podcast. Cool. Anomaly Squared Call Center Outsourcing Services. Our well-trained agents handle mortgage industry inbound calls and outbound leads, proven to help you reach and close more borrowers by utilizing a live transfer process.
Learn how we can help at AnomalySquared.com. Tired of logging into different systems to check your loan pipeline? Ready to update your processes to meet today's digital borrowers? Now you can with BSmarty's all-in-one mortgage technology solution. Save yourself time and money and wow your borrowers. Find out how at BeSmarty.com. Are you struggling to keep up with record origination volumes? From property valuation and appraisal to title insurance and closing services, WFG Enterprise Solutions provides flexible mortgage origination services that address your organization's needs head-on. By taking the time to understand how you run your business, WFG can create solutions that save you time and money on every transaction. That's why WFG consistently earns Net Promoter's world-class ranking for customer satisfaction. Innovative solutions, world-class customer satisfaction. Get to know WFG today at WFGLS.com. Fintech hunting is brought to you by Next Level Advisors. Next Level Advisors, where businesses come to grow. Are you looking to close more loans in 2021? Experience Accelerate's award-winning customer engagement platform, featuring lead management, CRM, call routing, sales enablement, marketing automation, borrower engagement, and data intelligence through innovative use of multi-channel marketing, text, social media, email, direct mail, phone, ringless voicemail, retargeting, and so much more. Accelerate, helping lenders close more loans through better borrower engagement. Schedule your personal demo today at Incelerate.com. What does instant mean to you when it comes to income and employment verification? With the demand for loans increasingly being met with a competitive edge, lenders should turn towards automation. A key way lenders can move digital is by leveraging instant income and the employment data from the work number, which helps them keep pace in an era where every day brings new challenges. To learn more, visit theworknumber.com.